you can do it. See it with your mind's eye. See what you are dreaming about. Welcome to Becoming Your Dream Podcast. Equipping you with what you need to make your dream a reality. Listen, Ashwood Mensa, a doctor, an author, and a motivational speaker, shares with you the why and how to manifest your dreams. And now, Rudolf Mensa. Welcome once again to another episode of Becoming Your Dream Podcast. It is always a pleasure to come your way once more. On today's episode, I have special guest on the show, and we are going to talk about writing, blogging, what are some of the habits and the tips you need to improve on your craft. And I have two people here who are very versatile in the arts of writing, and I hope that by the end of the conversation and our discussion, you would have picked some tips and some important information you need to begin improving on your craft. So to begin with, I would, I would allow them both to introduce themselves and then we begin the conversation. So welcome once again, Nesta and Elikem. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So you, who is going to begin the introduction for us? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Zanana. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> As you get, you continue the conversation. <laughs> All right. Okay, next up. Yeah, like you rightly mentioned, my name is Nesta Juju Eskin. I'm a writer and a blogger. I blog at nestaeskin.com. And I'm, I'm also an author of, uh, what do you call it, Unforgettable, Living a Life That Matters, which was launched, I think, uh, three months ago. And it's now out there for everybody to buy. And also, These are the guests for today's show, and this is just for writers and people. I don't like to call them aspiring authors, as they say, because it's either you are writing or you are not writing. <laughs> so there's nothing that you aspire to write. But for the for the sake of our conversation today, that is how we would address them. The first question to both of you, and you can each begin, or I would pick one of you to begin answering the question. When most, what most people tend to say is, especially those in the arts, someone who sings the music in the, once they ask them when they discovered their talent or when they started singing, for instance, some of them would say, oh, I was four years old when my mom told me I was standing on tables and singing. So what I've been interested in a lot of times is to know when people began to consider themselves as writers. So to begin our conversation today, 
when did you consider yourself as a writer? Okay, so this one I'll go first. So let's move on. Yeah, I, I, you know, one thing about writers, or one thing I've realized about many writers, I modest. You tell them that you are writer. Oh no, I'm now trying to write. I can't call myself writer, but like you rightly said, it's either write or you not. So there's nothing in between. You're right. So I realized uh, I was interested in writing when I was in SSS. Uh, okay, people call it D H is it S H S now? Yes. But my time was SSS, you know. We are the older generation, so we talk about history. <laughs> so SSS, that was when I realized uh, I have the habit or I have the interest in writing because uh, I was writing for our school's magazine and I was also writing uh, some little bit of poems and then essays for our school's native board and all those kind of things. So it's like that was when I realized that uh, if I develop that kind of craft, it's going to help me. But then, you know, uh, in our situation here, sometimes you don't have people to advise you on the right path or where you should go. You know, you should have people to monitor your interest and then they will develop you. I didn't have that kind of tutoring uh, uh, or that kind of mentoring. So after SHS, I just went on and did a lot of things that wasn't, I mean, part of the right engine. But in 2011, I still had the edge, I still had the edge to write. So I started a blog that was Mr. Highgate.blogspot.com back to the And I was writing anything that comes to mind. I was writing poetry, I was doing, uh, I think I was doing short stories, anything that came to mind was where I am going to have the And then I stopped. You know, to be a writer, that is what the three writers from people who consider themselves as writers. You write it tomorrow, you don't. You write it in the next one month or two months, you wouldn't write. So I was caught in between. And sometimes the ideas and the motivation, so I stopped, I think, in 2014. And then in 2015, I discovered uh, James Altucher, the kind of book that he did about writing. So it sparked something in me. Then I realized that, no, I had this passion that I've forgotten, so it's better I go back to it. So in 2015, I started writing slowly and I haven't looked back. So I think if you ask me that question, when I started to realize that, I realized I could write, but then I didn't give much attention to it. Mm. I started and I stopped. But in 2015, I started writing slowly. So I can answer that in 2015, that was when so before you were like Jonah, you are trying to run away from the ministry. Okay, so Nana Alekem. I was becoming a thing, so I could 
said that time in 2015, I called that my self-discovery experience. That is when I started accepting the tag holiness. Yeah, from that time to this day, it's been an interesting journey and I'm glad that I owned the title and name of a writer and I'm also happy with how that. So just to um, follow up on that one, did you ever tell anyone when you were young that when you grow up you would want to be a writer? Nesta? No, but I didn't know that. The thing is, Joseph was a journalist. Uh. I didn't think that, I didn't even occur me then. Because, uh, you know, when, when you are young, you have to drink it. So we're all dreaming of becoming engineers and doctors and writers and things like I, I think that I wanted to be an author because all the times I was reading books and seeing um, books are fascinated about people who are named on the book and I, for the longest time I wanted to have something that bear my, that bear my name. I'm pretty sure that I had even designed, had designed some book covers for our young guys. Titles and my name somewhere on it. And I started some, I started some book projects too when I was young. Okay. Um, but I, I never, never in the midst of all of those did I, you know, say that I wanted to have a right side. I think it just felt like a side thing or something out of the part. Because that was what worked to me uh, when I started writing. It was for me, not, not for anybody. Great. And I don't, I don't think I ever recall telling anyone that wanted to be a writer. But I, I think that I had it there to have my name on the book. That's right. Maybe Nesta did tell people he wanted to be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I was right, you know, some of these things, uh, it's rather your friends who tell you, you don't want to believe it, you don't want to own it, but your friends tell you that, no, you can be a writer, you can you can, you can, can do it, because in school, like everything was saying, I was writing letters for my friends, if you have a girlfriend and you want lyrics, you want it, you want it, you want it, I was doing all that, you see, I wish my prep time, when everybody was in, I wish you that prep time to be writing. Like it's not like this for people. And I can write 10 minutes at prep. That, that lasted, I think, one hour, two hours, <laughs> 10 minutes. And uh, the is I didn't charge, so I, I, I couldn't make it. So if I really charged, then I would have made it even before I started writing. <laughs> 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 because I had a lot of jokes that, 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 during that time. Yeah. I see, I see. And I think it's been an exciting journey for both of you. And my is similar to what we've just said. And I never even considered myself a writer, even after my first book. I wrote that book because I, went, I was doing it for an NGO that I work with. They wanted something for with the student they work with to inspire them to become what they dream of. So it was a project to use my life story to write a book for them. And so after that, they realized that, oh, many other people would need this book. And then it was published, but it was something that was targeted for a particular group of people. So even after that project, I never consider myself a writer until after that. So I sometimes find it strange to, <laughs> yeah, to, to hear people say, oh, like, I knew I was going to do this. Well, I I never knew I was going to do this. That is why I was... <laughs> so let's, to, to follow up, what has been your biggest inspiration for writing? Why do you, why do you spend the time, the energy, um, the attention on, on writing or blogging? For me, it's always been the fact that I have a story to tell and the fact that how it makes me feel when I tell this story. That was an inspiration where I, I had a lot of things also happening to me 
that happened when I was in secondary school. And um, between my friends and I, we never really talked about it. Although it's something that affected us in many ways. And when I finally had that challenge to write, it, it served as therapy sort of for me, dealing with that effort. So I used to tell people that I write when I'm in a very sad mood and excited because it gets me out. So I had a lot of uncompleted work, so I finished work because in the process of writing them, then I started to feel better. I'm like, okay, done. <laughs> and then I move on. Yeah, so my, my inspiration for writing started with me and what writing or how writing left me as a person. I also know that writing has been a tool to influence society, to add my voice to the conversations that go on around us about things that influence us. And then I'm at a stage right now where my writing is more like an inspiration to many other people who want to learn how to write. Currently, that seems to be my, my motivation to keep doing what I'm doing because I know a lot of people who see what I do and want to do it. And I am happy to be in that position to be the person people look up to. So that, that, that's what it is. Awesome. Nesta? Motivation and inspiration. What is the difference? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I couldn't get this. Motivation and inspiration. We are set up by inspiration. Yes. I can use that with a small So, inspiration for writing that. To me, I always look at it this way. Like, okay, why am I wasting my time doing all this? Thank you. 
which will be in the book. Because it's, it's all about me and the reader. You, you either listen to me or you, you don't listen to me. But if you are not listening to me or if you are not reading, you will stop and come back and start from where you stopped. So I have your attention and that way I can tell you whatever that I have or whatever is in the book you are going to consume it, you know. Unless of course you are not uh, following or unless of course you don't find whatever you are reading interesting. So that kind of intimacy, that kind of bond, that writing or reading a book create between the reader and the kind of book that is reading is also another kind of motivation. So sometimes if I'm in a bar and I see somebody reading a book and that person is so totally upset by that. I mean, he's not aware of whatever is going to be so consumed in the book that he's not even looking around. That, that is, that is magic. I mean, that is something to be proud of. To catch somebody's attention this way. Because, you know, these days our attention is very frequent. And to get somebody's attention for that long that he's going to read that book, that is also a lot of motivation that I always look up So it's basically to him. The kind of intimacy that is created between the reader and the author, and also the fact that whatever I put down was going to affect me, a huge motivation or inspiration for me. Unforgettable. I think that's 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 a main thing here. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Anything you write would outlive you. And so I think someone said yeah. you either do something worth writing about or you write something worth reading about. <laughs> so it's, this is a very good inspiration. Did you have any writing targets or goals for the year 2018? Yes, I did. I, this morning, I, I, I was reminded of my article for the newspaper this time last year when I Uh, I see. Um, that's on that bit too. 
contact him for too long, but um, I, I, I put some good short stories out there, but I don't think I was consistent on the on the on the one 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 short story in a month thing. Um, another thing that is worth of worthy of those for the year 2018 is that I did something I didn't even plan to do, which is that publish the book. The title is the title of the book is questions and dumb questions. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, those those are the major things. But although I, I didn't do all of those things, it doesn't take away from the fact that I I tried or I did my best to write consistently. Um, so as far as the the column is concerned, it put me on my toes, my toes to at least write some every week. So that's that bit of it. But the column makes me write like um, it, it feels a little bit academic, you know, ethical writing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really not my forte. I, I like creative writing. I like writing short stories for some time and things like that. So if I'm not doing that exactly, it makes me feel like I'm not writing at all. Mm. But thank God for Facebook where you can do micro writing. Yeah. Um, you know, right, you can pretend you're writing. <laughs> no, you're not pretending you're writing. You're not as much as you want to. So there I write um, what, what do I call it? Flash fiction, very, very short stories and things like that. Like things that I can, I can write on the go without having to sit back on or things like that. And I intentionally do those things to keep me on my toes so that I don't rush. Okay. At some point this month, I was even thinking if I can put all of those together in some sort of ebook and share with other people. That's what I, I, I've done to keep myself busy. That's, that's great. Nesta, did you have any blogging goals and weekly writing targets as well? Yeah, my was uh, to do two blog posts in a week in 2018 and also to publish uh, a book. I mean, that was basically it. And also to organize some blogging training for people who want to become bloggers and all those kind of That I was able to achieve. I did one in, in February, yeah, I think yeah, in February. I organized my first training for bloggers in, uh, at the British Council. And then blogging twice a week too. I was, I was really going well. I was really doing well until the book also came in between. Because at the end of the day, you have to be going through editing and editing the edited and all those kind of stuff. So it was like to and fro with the book. So it took almost all the attention from the blog. So at a certain point, I've been getting to uh, some two or three months to the launch of the book. I stopped blogging totally because I didn't have the mind. And also, all my blog posts had to do with books that I've read. But within that space, I wasn't reading a lot because I had a book to publish and it was taking all the time and it was taking all the attention. So I didn't do well in that aspect. <laughs> but the biggest thing was the launch of my amazing book, Don't Forget That One. It, it was something that I decided in 2018 come rain or shine, I'm going to publish that book. Because we the only kind of finances and all those things. It's not easy for someone to publish because everything that you are doing comes from your pocket. And at the end of the day, too, you are looking at the end. I think we're going to buy this book. So it's kind of shaky and it makes you scared all the investment that you are putting in. But in 2017, I wanted to, but something happened that I could do. But in 2018, that was the goal. And really, I was able to achieve it. And it was, I think, the proudest moment of my writing journey or my writing career. I'm even sharing with the career. I'm even having a career. <laughs> yes, yeah, man. Congratulations once again. <laughs> yeah, so 
Mm-hmm. And then something came up along the way to so uh, okay, so that is what I'm deciding on 2019, what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So that is the That's wonderful. I did a lot of writing for other people. And I had a blog on my website, which could be like three weeks. Then I haven't posted anything on there. And I'm, I guess, reminded when I have to pay for hosting or have to pay for something on the website. <laughs> then I would ask myself why I'm paying, what I'm paying that money for. <laughs> so then I have to go back to writing. But I did some, like um, Elikem said, on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. I spent a lot of time on my social media platforms no. trying to um, write and, there. Um, Rudolph, no, no. I think it is important that we count some of those things as um, part of the writing. Like, I mean, it should mean something to you if you spend time writing on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think we should undermine any writing experience regardless of wherever we are writing them at. Um, the key Yes, I have 
done that several times myself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was not getting it, and I think it's good. Then I go out and look for it and buy it. So mm. I think, yeah, that is very intense. Like the full machine, only the piece, instead of reading and letting it go. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm, okay, so I think it's a valid point. And again, uh, on the other side, when you provide value upfront, people then begin to trust you. So once you put your stories out there and they read the kind of things you are sharing with them, they feel like they can buy into what you bring out later is an investment worthwhile. Compared to somebody who doesn't share anything and you just come out and say, buy my book, it becomes very difficult for people to have that. That's right. No. What is the evidence that you can write for? Yeah. I remember I somebody bought my book and she asked me what is in the book and I told her and at the end of that meeting she said oh it's very interactive. She she bought it maybe creatively she bought it then later she go back to me and was like she didn't believe anything I told her about the book before she read it but after reading the book you know she even took the book and I I didn't even sign for it but she read the book and she came back and asked me to sign. As it was, she didn't believe me until she read the book. And also, people who, if uh, I'm looking at, if I'm listening to people who have read the book, they always have a background, a background story like, oh, next time we're reading these stories on Facebook. You understand? So it's like they've been following you, and now you have a book, so they can trust that book. They can trust you enough. What you're giving them something like a proof, like social proof that I can do it, and I have done it, so that. So I think um, yeah. Like I think that one thing that listeners should bear in mind is that if you're on Facebook, you have to put your stories out there. Most people feel like they want to wait it, it they are perfect or they're able to do something great before they announce it. But your platform is a place for you to get the right judgment and feedback from those who are reading what you are writing. And so if you are serious about becoming a writer, the one thing you have to do is to put your work out there to get the criticisms you need and the feedback you need. And that will help you to mature as, as you move forward. Just to continue on this tangent, I believe that you have some habits or you've built some habits with your writing, um, the time you write, the space you write in. What are some of the habits you've developed over the years which have helped you to become um, good at what you do? Thank you. 
I don't, I, I'm not a believer in time from Brighton, special place of Brighton and things like that because different things have worked for me at different times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes depending on my schedule, depending on, um, you know, what I have to do in the course of the day and things like that. It varies, but I, I, I know that I am a person who believes in Cafe DM and I make the most of whatever opportunities I get to at one But for me, two things are key. Making sure that I'm writing every day and then as much as possible reading as, as often as I can. Those I believe that are the two habits that keep me going. When I realize that I haven't read for a while and I keep writing, I even take a break from writing mm-hmm. when I can study. Mm-hmm. Esther, what have been your secrets so far? <laughs> yeah, when it comes to habits, like everything is in mind, I mean, it, it also follows the same line. I don't write until I read. And like you were saying, amazingly, if I don't read and I write, it shows in my work. I don't know how it works, but then I feel like I struggle with the writing, I mean, with the flow. Because it's like I'm rusty. And I don't even know what I'm doing. So I just have to read before I write. So when it comes to reading, I don't play with it. I have to wake up, I don't, I think, for days. I'll read to five days. That is one I'm reading in the five days. I have to write something 30 minutes before I'm going back and set off court. That has been the schedule, but I don't follow it religiously. But basically, if I want to write, or if I have something to write, but that is what I have to go through, I have to read before I write. And then also, like you say, I don't believe in a place of, a special place for writing that we have tables, but at any point in time that I want to write, I just want to be alone. I just want to be left alone. That is it, because I talk to myself a lot. I look into the sky a lot. I you know, there are some analysis that maybe realize I'm doing it, but I see myself doing it too. If I'm sitting around, I'll be distracted. I wouldn't be myself, but maybe I'll be shy to do those kind of things. Maybe I'll think you'll be questioning why I'm, am I going mad or something. So most of the time, I just want to be alone and also write. But idea, when it comes to ideas, ideas can hit you at any point in time. So wherever I am, then I get the idea. I write a line down. It can be the title, it can be a line. I just put it down. And I also take the whole day to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll go to work, but I have my normal work from 5 to like, 8 to 5 work. So whenever I'm in sweet space, or whenever I'm in a car, or whatever, I'm seated alone, I'll be thinking about the topic all direction. Should I take it from this angle? Should I take it from this? So in the evening, when I sit down to write, I know where I'm going. I really know where I'm going. So, because I've talked about it the whole day. You know, I was telling friends that, what if I'm not writing, then I'm thinking what to write. So if they do, I'm always yeah. writing. If I'm not writing, I'm thinking about what to write. So that that is what works for me. But we'll be adding it there. Yeah. You have what works for you. So you don't have to go looking for uh, some kind of thing that other people do so that you bring it into your work. No, it's what works for you. Some people can just be in the bathroom and write. It's, it's, yes. But my read before you write. Put the topic down. Whatever comes to mind, put the topic down. And then make sure that you, you think about it thoroughly. The question is people will ask you have to act it first. So that you get all those kind of things out of the way. Then when you start to write, it flows. Mm-hmm. So basically that's what I would do. Well, I think you do a lot of outlining then. Outline, yeah, I do a lot of outlining. Sometimes I'll do about ten outlines and amazingly when I sit down to write, I will use any of them. Okay. I don't know how direction will change. Mm-hmm. So you just have to discuss whatever you wrote in the morning. You know how funny ideas are. Sometimes you sit without a story, you leave your desk with a whole lot of stories.
So I, I think that two things are standing out for all of us, reading and writing. So yeah. if you want to be a writer, there's no way around not reading. You can't do that. So that means that okay. <laughs> you have to develop the habits of reading. Because what I have found with reading is that I begin to get... Um, I think Nesta sent me a book, Still Like an Artist. And once you read, you begin to see concepts, um, how people use words, the style of writing, unconsciously begin to pick up these things. So once you sit down to write your own work, you see that these things begin to spill into it. And that's how you get better. So for me, I've also found reading to be a key ingredient in how my writings have evolved over the time. So I do read a lot. And once I, I don't, sometimes, you, like we are all saying, life gets in the way <laughs> and your daily routine and the work stops you from doing that. But you always find a way to get back to reading. And that is how come you stay connected to writing. So what I've heard from both of you is that there is nothing like you have a special desk you sit on or there is a special kind of breeze you are waiting for. Some people say they are waiting on inspiration to write, and so once they don't get it, write. <laughs> you get my inspiration, you never write. You, you never. Write. I don't know why people say inspiration. Yeah, like, what does uh, yeah? What does that really mean to say they are waiting on inspiration to write? <laughs> I always ask that question. So for thousand years there is no inspiration. That means you not write. You know, I think it's about time you also take writing as a form of training. You should train yourself to write. You, you understand? Because whatever you want to do consistently, you can't just look up one day and say, I'm doing it, and then the next day you are not doing it. Writing is a skill and it helps you develop. So if you are not, you see, even they don't come every day. Sometimes they won't even come for the whole year, depending on the hassle that you are going through, depending on the problem that you are facing. So really, if you want to write, then you have to train yourself to be writing every day. And that is why Elkham was saying that he writes every day. Whether uh, it could be a line, it could be a page, it could be half page, but something to show that today I've written this. So whenever people talk about waiting for inspiration and that kind of thing, I think like they have some special idea that can pierce to them and just don't have inspiration on them and it's like they go out there to write. But well, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, 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 I always say that people saying they need inspiration to write and so they have a column to write. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, you have to write every day. Yes. 
thing. But then again, I feel like this situation thing is a lazy excuse. Excuse for a lot of lazy people. I, I feel like there's a situation around us all the time. There's a thousand and one things that we can write about that we can for, you know, something to drop in our storage for us to think that we can write. I mean, go to Facebook alone and... Yeah. For me, almost every post is a trigger, you know, for you to write something. So I, I feel like this, this thing about inspiration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Elikim just made a point about committing yourself to uh, what he called social contracts. You tell people, oh, I'm going to release a story on this date. And that puts you on your toe. My last book that I just published on Amazon, I made it available for pre-order when I had just started writing the chapter one. And so I had two months to finish the book, but the book was available on Amazon for pre-order and people were ordering it online. So that meant that and Amazon kept sending me reminders. You have to send us a final script by this date. <laughs> and two weeks to the time, it wasn't ready and if it wasn't ready wow. by then that means that they are going to send an incomplete manuscript to those who have already pre-ordered the book online and that wouldn't be good for me because they will come back and write bad reviews for me so i had to sit up within a period of two weeks write a book get an editor finish it up typeset and upload it on 29th of november and then on the 10th of december it came out for them so sometimes i just commit myself to it that way and then I have to deliver. I can give them no excuse. And I just found a quote from um, a French novelist called, I think he's called Louise Lermont. He said, start, yeah, start writing no matter about what. The water does not flow until the faucet is turned on. And I like that very much. So for those waiting on inspiration, you can inspire yourself to begin with. So just start. Once you start, the flow will come. Don't don't sit somewhere waiting on some special um, something to come down before you start writing. Yeah, waiting for news. So if someone begins to read and then write let's come to the process the development process of getting good at what you do what are some of the tips that you will share with our listeners going into 2019 what are some of the things that we can all do to improve on the craft of writing next time you take this one Like the 
Mentor them then. He, so that you can also learn from Catholic world who we ourselves become always depend on our history or that kind of thing that we should expose ourselves to. So definitely he also copied it from somewhere or he had something that he had people that he also looked at. So you get it from that point and you always so at the end of the day you, you, you have how you want your writing to look like. You like elements, you, you you learn how you learn their style. You like you learn how to the way they portray. Some people go for long whatever sentence, others will go for a shorter one. Some people they are paragraph it's a whole chapter, long paragraph, some also you can only use one line. So at the end of the day you have to that is why you have to reach. I mean, what I'm telling you, who want to learn or want to improve on their account, that is what you just have to read. You don't have any option but to read. And you reach from what is that really want to be like. So that you learn the way they write, you learn their point, you learn everything about them, then you go further to learn other people. Me, for instance, I have to get all the and be you right. Anytime I'm busy, it's not about his book, it's about the way he writes. And I also have a child book the way he writes. Mm-hmm. You, you get it? But I read something about the solicitor, and he was also talking about child Bukowski. So that means that is where he also picked his down. So I picked something from there. And then same way, anyway, those who write short, short sentences, and they want to be communicative when they, they are writing. So I always want to take that style of writing and to combine them. So if you really want to improve on your craft, I mean, there's no two ways about that. You just have to read and read from people who you want to be like. And at the end of the day, you also have to make it a point to practice every day. Because instead of our mind is also a muscle, our brain is a muscle. The more we train, it also becomes very active. If you don't want it to atrophy, you just have to keep learning, you just have to keep writing. Because if you learn and you don't practice, then you didn't, there was no need learning to practice. So whatever you learn, you put it to practice. And also you have to learn to share our work. You know, some kind of people share their work and at the end of the day, they are not looking for criticism, they are looking for affirmation. Mm-hmm. They want you to say that, yeah, your writing is really good, I mean, I like it. Or they want me to say dope, or they want you to say deep. deep. They want that kind of <laughs> you know, they are coming to, they, 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 they give their work to you and say, okay, go through and tell me something. But at the back of their minds, they are not looking for constructive criticism, they are mm-hmm. looking for you to say something good about the work. No, if you do that, then your writing is not going to go anywhere. So then when you, when you write, you share your work and sit back and you put feedback. Definitely on social media, what I've realized is that people don't give unless feedback. They think maybe they are going to hurt you, they think maybe. Mm-hmm. So your friends will come and give you praise. Some of them don't even read though. <laughs> they, they like it, they just come and give you the comment. They don't even read. They like, they, they, they read other comments and then they, they affirm <laughs> other comments. <laughs>
And you lose, you lose all the opportunity that you could have had if you really sat down instead of your work and got a lot of contractors. So definitely, if you want to improve on your craft, I mean, it's about five things. Read. You read again. Copy the poster, but at the end of the day, add your touch to it. Share your work. And then listen to constructive criticism. That is all. Awesome. Oh, and then there's this quote about grinding the bicycle, which says that the only way to keep a balance is to continue growing. Um, I first of all, I think that people must understand that writing is not easy. <laughs> Sometimes people find that out out there, and maybe you think that, oh, come on, I could be this, you know, and stuff like that, but it's not easy. So it's going to get tough. And like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes we are waiting for perfection before the work comes out. But write and learn how to rewrite and make your work better. There's something I learned back myself somewhere in this year, and it took actually took a work experience for me to get there. Um, and my, my boss described it as uh, analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Paralysis by analysis. I, I noticed that. And I think it's something, something that I shared, which is that I like to form the thoughts in my mind so long before, you know, I want it to be perfect in my head before I put it out there or before I put it even on paper. I feel like that's not the way to go. If you get an idea, just write it down and give yourself time to, you know, improve it and make it better. Um, I, I said, some, someone said sometime ago in a Facebook interaction when we're talking about writing that they feel better if they have ideas. And if they don't write it, some people were like, if they don't write it, they can't sleep and things like that. <laughs> and I, I like to tell them that, well, for me, I feel like I am okay if I hold ideas in my head and brood over them for a very long time and things like that. But I've, I've grown past that now. I know that it's not the best ideas in your head. Sometimes I just forget about some of them, you know, like you think about a very sick line, you know, or a very nice title, and you don't write it down, and you're like, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about this, and the next thing you know, a week passes, and then you're like, oh, I have this title in my head, I forgot to write it down. So, don't be afraid to, you know, write the worst of your work. Yeah, I, I shared a, a meeting the last time that some of our best, the best content we know was the best construct ever. <laughs> and look, if there is anything I'll tell anybody who wants to learn how to write, who wants to be a writer, it is that don't be afraid to write the best construct ever. The only thing you will need for is when you share about best draft. So don't ever share your best draft. If you've written something that hasn't gone through anything, either by yourself or another person, not
And yeah, that group was very instrumental in helping me become the kind of writer that I am right now. So you have, you know, this small circle of people that you can share your work for, give you feedback like lesson and and people who point you in the right direction, the ones who went would also push you and carry you to write, people you can learn from and things like that. And then, you know, friends who also tell you the truth about you're giving a lot of tips on how to improve and I think what Nesta said and what you said comes down to the feedback section and trying to be in a community where people can give you that feedback and most often when we get feedback we react to it because it doesn't go in our way or we don't accept it positively and that is something that we have to be mindful of but i would add my own five tips to it so that we'll move on from there the first thing i would say is that you don't have to get it right the first time this is not brain surgery or some kind of something that if you don't get it right the first time no no one is going to die if you write the first one it doesn't go well so you don't have to get it right the first time and then you have to be consistent that one is and um, should be number one on your list i was talking to my mentor i think when i started writing and he told me that he had three things he was going to tell me if i want to be good at what i'm doing number one was write every day number two was write every day number three was write every day <laughs> and that was it so if you really want to get into writing then you have to do it all the time you can't take um holidays or you can't take times off it's either you are doing it by computer or by your phone or by a pen and paper, but whichever way you feel comfortable with, make sure you're always putting your thoughts into into words. And then you get feedback. And then you have to read. The reading is coming back again and again. So if you want to be a writer, then you have to read. And my last one would be, you have to be in it for the long term. I have a lot of people um, come to me and say they want to write or publish a book, but I begin to interact with them. I realize that they just want a one-time something that will put their name out there. They don't have a plan to build a brand or build a long-term um, writing career or anything that they have interest in. It is just that they have this single idea and they want to get it done with and move on to something else. If you are really interested in writing, then you should understand that there's something you are going to do for the rest of your life. So your plan shouldn't be a short term. Um, you want to write a book and make a lot of money. Nesta will tell you what that means. <laughs> make a lot of money within a short period of time and then quit writing. If that is your agenda, then I'm really sorry to tell you that you're going to be very disappointed within the very first few months you do that. So if you are going to write, then you should have it in your mind that this is a long-term game, which you have to keep improving over the period of time that you will be in the writing space. So I think that's, that will be my tips for, for listeners or people who want to improve on their, on their craft. So just to wrap up our conversation, we've talked about a lot of things from writing goals to habits and tips, but I want each of you to give us three important things that you wouldn't want our listeners to forget about writing and building the habits of improving on our crafts. Yeah, so three important things you don't have to forget. That is one, is practice. That is one, you have to practice. Two, you have to read. And then three, you have to see and work. That is the most important thing for me because writing is a process. And to get good, these are the three things that you have to do. You practice every day. And you share your work. And when you share your work to like you say, don't look for validation that is good. Open yourself up. Just feed the whole thing with 
you might people who criticize the work don't necessarily hate you or hating it. It's not even about you, it's about the work that you and they can always do a better work. So you don't have to uh, cry because somebody gives a bad reason to no, it, it doesn't matter. So practice then read then also share the work and the reason is because I've never seen a good writer who never reads. But for instance I read uh, I'm reading this book now by uh, Robert Greene, his latest book, The Love of Human Nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at all the quotes, all the books that have been quoted in as reference to this book and the story this one has and I was like, how many books this man read before he was able to come out with this book? And I listened to him on one of uh, his interviews and he said, before he wrote uh, 48 years of power, he read close to 5,000 books <laughs> before he was able to write that one book. And it was obvious. So I'm thinking this book here, then you might have read close read to 5,000 books. <laughs> because everything is thick, the references and the text. So the reading, I mean, where did you get all these stories from? So you see, there's no two ways about that. There is no shortcut to writing good stories. There's no shortcut to writing good repeat there. <laughs> Talk about sharing your work and 
lessons and I'll put them into a summary and leave all of that in the description so that you can just write them down and begin taking action on them as a tradition I have made it a point for all my guests on the show to recommend books to our listeners and since we have writers and bloggers and authors people interested in writing and who love reading I'm going to make it five books each for you so you give us five book recommendations, maybe something short about why you are recommending the book, how the book changed your life, and then we would leave all of that in the description again. So this time around, we begin with Nesta. This time around, we begin with Nesta. Yes. <laughs> 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 Nana has started a lot of them, so I'm being fair now. <laughs> well, Nesta, this uh, time around, I'm giving you the opportunity to make it. Because <laughs> 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 I have only four of my list. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so when it comes to books, then because I'm going to record it, I'm writing books. One is uh, Stephen King's book on writing, I mean, that's the title on writing. Mm-hmm. Stephen King's book, you know, we all know Stephen King. So when he's writing on writing, you should imagine the kind of thing that he's going to talk about. I mean, he's giving you the whole uh, two books in a book that you can access any point in time that you want to write something. And it's a very big book that I think the group has actually have on writing. And I also recommend Best by Ben by Angela Moore. That is also a very awesome book. It's, it's not a big book that competes on writing. And the book is like something that you can consume in a day or two. And that if you can sit through it, it's a very nice book. I talked about the craft of writing and it's from the beginning to the end. Because she's also a writer, she uses the life experience and the kind of thing that she went through when at a point in time she realized that her friend who doesn't write so well, she earns a lot of money from writing and she doesn't think that she can write so well. She's not getting anything from writing. I mean, how do you go about all those kind of things that is only like one book? And then also, I think, uh, of fact, mentioned it, but it's still like an artist. I mean, if you if you want to read any of the book, that one should be. Uh, I mean, it should be a writing manual. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not about it's not only about it's about life, but if you take it into terms, it's all about writing and how to. And there is uh, a great one to it that is that uh, just show your work, but it is still like an artist. It tells you that I mean, there is nothing and there, there is nothing new under the sun. Everything is just remixed. So don't start as a writer to reinvent the field. You can't understand. Everything has been said and everything has been done already. The only thing that has been done is seeing it in your voice. So you come and add your voice because somebody is going to hear it in your voice for the person to understand. So if you deny that person, then you're not, you're not doing something great. So that is one still I can add. And also this book, The War of Art by Stephen Gressold. Wow. War of Art by Stephen Gressold. I mean, uh, okay, I said, still like an artist, if you won't read any of the book, read still like an artist. Okay, so I would say if you won't read the book, read The War of Art. I mean, what's a book? War of Art. That is writing book. 
I mean, it's all about writing. And the book talks about the first in our head, that stops us from curating our best work. And any time you start to write something, any time you want to produce your work, nobody stops you. I mean, a whole other book can come out with a reason why you don't have to continue on that target. But the worst of it all comes from you yourself. Mm-hmm. You yourself. I mean, you start writing on a topic and you ask yourself, who am I to even write on this topic? You are making a post about how to get rich and you know, are you yourself, you are poor. So you go like, ah, you can't wait to you how to get rich. I'm not, I'm, I'm not rich. So who am I to even he calls it resistance and the voice of resistance. Okay. So no matter what you do, so he even mentioned about uh, like in this kind of the inspiration that we're discussing. It's inspiration is the voice of resistance. Because immediately you start talking to uh, let me for inspiration. And it's the voice of the he's trying to do everything to prove you away from writing. And it gives a lot of sentences that you have to follow. And also there is this book by the same person, the authentic swing. Also by it's also about writing. If you wrote a book that was adapted into movie, the authentic swing. Okay, so Nana, we can have your recommendations now. Oh, yeah. So, um, yes, what I would say, if you want books about writing, just go to the internet and get that. Writing books. Books are writing. Most of that is not going to come. I'm telling you. Um, 
fantastic recommendations. So again, I would leave all of that in the description so that in case you missed any of the list or the titles they mentioned, you could find them. I'm sure you can find all of them online. So you could search them and then get get them to read. And so just before we wrap up, people may want to get in touch with you, someone interested in blogging, writing. So each one of you will give us contact details, email address, number, website, so that listeners can get in touch with you and then we will say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so I write for the www.hourpoints.com. My email address, just get a pen and pick up that one. And so it's L-E-K-M, like So both Nana Elikem and Nesta have books out there. I will leave all of that in the description. And Nesta's book is available on Amazon. So I'll leave the link also in the description for those who want to get a copy. And so for the book recommended and the contact details and everything we just shared would all be in the description. So once you click it, you can get all the information we just shared with you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. We believe that listeners have benefited from what we just discussed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Contact us on mobile plus 233-247-930-389 or email us at rudolfmesa87 at gmail.com or doveinspires at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.rudolfmensa.com. Follow at any of the social media links below in the description. Don't forget to subscribe.